everyone. Welcome to Our Kind of Homesteading. We're your hosts, Sherry. And Shauna. And again, we're sharing a microphone. Because so. we loved it so much last time. We're like, you know what? We're going to keep this up. This is this Our is faces nice. are like an inch apart. Mm. We're like, hello, sister. I feel like we should sing a beautiful duet. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> so today we are talking about everyday items that you can make um, for your homestead and trying to get the most out of your homestead because a lot of people when they originally and a lot that we have talked about so far has just been animal-based garden-based and nothing we've I, we've mentioned like things that we make but we wanted to talk more about that because there it's really um, a huge part of homesteading at least I think it is yeah it's huge and I don't think people realize how much you can make yourself and how nice it is to be able to make those products for your family. Um, And it's just really getting in the mindset of basically switching over instead of being like, I need to buy this, being like, can I make that? So it's just, which is really ironic because my husband, like I swear, like when we first got married, he'd always be like, not not with like things that I make now, but with just with everything. Like I could probably make that. He would always say that. I could probably make that. <laughs> but can you? I could you? probably make that. Or like, you know, I'd be like, the kids need new clothes. I'd be like, I could probably sew something. <laughs> uh, no. No thanks. <laughs> pass. Polite pass. I was like, how long has it been since you sewed? Um, so, but he, he literally like, you know, hate to say it, but he was right. So getting in that mindset of like. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you're so funny. You're like, I don't want to say it. He's going to listen to this and be like, do you see? I told you. I was right that one time. Even a blind squirrel, as Sherry says. Um, So yeah, so getting in the mindset of trying to make things yourself um, and being like, can I make this? And so um, there are a lot of homemade products that are super easy and practical. Well, and even if they're – now, we don't always – essentially, we don't always save money. By making everything. We probably do spend a little bit more maybe on sunscreen. Do we? Or no, do we not? Um, I don't know. The zinc lasts a long time. I, see, I don't I'm really, not really good with all Yeah, that I'm not good and I honestly don't even care. To be perfectly honest, I don't care. Because if I can make it and I know it's healthier for my kids and my family. I know it's healthier for my pets to be around. I know it's healthier for my little babies crawling on the ground. And I know that it's cruelty-free and vegan. Those things are way more important to me than spending, oh, I spent a couple more dollars to make this. Or even if I'm saving a couple, I'm like, oh, yay, great, don't care. You know, I just, I'd rather make it knowing that it's not harming other animals, it's not being tested on other animals. That's huge to me personally and to Shauna. Mm-hmm. And it's vegan, which also matters. And then, like I said, you know, it's healthier for everybody. And I know I'm not giving my kids, you know, cancer in the long run. <laughs> trying um yeah so like sherry said that is all like super important to us we're not really good with the whole like money aspect like probably my husband wants us to be um <laughs> we should put your husband on that be like okay this is what we, we had to buy to, the to make the sunscreen how much it is and this is a sunscreen i would buy in the store if i had yeah. to so now am i saving or am i spending tell us tell us he would too he would he's be- gonna listen he's gonna be like i'm writing a list tell me <laughs> give me all give me all your things stop giving him ideas um so yeah so just start like if you're like listening to this and you're like I do need to make some stuff myself start just trying to make most things yourself um and then like we said we make a lot of different items 
So we make things like we make a cleaning spray, which we're going to give you the recipe today of how we make that super, super easy. And if you don't do it, you should just do it. It's like the easiest thing. Um, and then we make our own apple cider vinegar, which is also super easy. And it sounds like it would be complicated and it's not. There's a We have a blog post on our blog about that. So if you want to learn how to make our apple cider vinegar, then check it out. Oh, good call, Sherry. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, we make our own sunscreen like we just talked about. That is, it's still really easy, but the, like, it is a lot, I guess, more pricey because you do need a lot of different things. I for feel that, like the lye, for example, though, or I'm not sorry, the lye, blah. I was like, I'm no thinking lie. soap, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. The, um, give me the word. What is it? The chemical. Zinc. Thank you. Zinc. The zinc lasts a long time. Yeah, yeah, because you get like a bag of it and you only need like four tablespoons. For... So it can last so that if you, even if you spent $20 on that one bag of zinc. It lasts a couple years. It lasts years. Because you only need it during the summer. Exactly, right, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, we make our own sunscreen. We make our own bug spray. So, and so the bug spray that we use, it works for us where we live. If we were to go to like the backwoods or whatever, we need the actual chemical full of DEET spray in order... <laughs> Cancer-causing DEET, In order to not get eaten alive. So we get that some of you that are listening, and it, we haven't posted our bug spray recipe yet, but we will, that they're like, this doesn't work at all. But for us, for where we live, we don't have giant mosquitoes that like follow us around. We, <laughs> we have a fair amount of mosquitoes, but they're small. And you know, you use the spray and they're like, no, thank you. They just don't like the smell of it. It uses lot. It's uses all like natural like eucalyptus oils and citronella oils and stuff like that so it's not um it's not anything crazy but um it it totally works you do have to put it on more often and it is like strong smelling or whatever but i much rather use that than using um deet every day because like when i'm we're out in the garden almost every evening in the summer right <laughs> and my kids are too yeah and they use it every single night in the summer i, I hate and, and the spring yeah i hate putting like i when we're camping and you're like you have to use that but like i still don't use no it. i was I gonna use, say i don't use yeah. i i have not used the deet in a very very long time yeah. i really just no i don't like it i've done plenty of research and i know it legit causes cancer i'm sorry if i just ruined your day but it does so just start using the good stuff and you know honestly they sell a deet free completely natural bug spray mm-hmm. in stores and again it's very similar to what we make it is but again you have to reapply more often than you would with than if you were using a deet one but it definitely is worth it same thing with our sunscreen though you have to reapply it every hour and it's not waterproof so it's more time and you think like oh, i just want to put something you know like you want to spray on that 50 crap shit spf <laughs> on my kid and call it a day right you know, they go play i drink my wine by the pool like shut the f up so like and we get you we oh my gosh yeah, we get you we do but you know all the if like us like sherry has a pool at the on their property and they we're in it all the time i'm not putting chemicals on my kids on a daily basis now yeah, li- no. now okay yeah so like being completely real like we're not like super crunchy over here. Like we, I know we sound like we are and we're like, we don't use chemicals and we're vegan and cruelty free. And like, <laughs> I know what we sound like, but we do, I know my phone. Sorry, Sherry. I have to put it on silent. Sherry's going to attack me. Um, we, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, we still like, we'll get our kids fast food every once in a while. 
like we're not like super like you guys can't we just think that it's a balance so as much as our kids are getting stuff all the time anyway so we try to limit that as much as possible by making our own stuff by using the natural things because we know that they're going to get it regardless through their environment through the things that they eat even though we try to make a lot of stuff from scratch we still like when we're busy and stuff like that we're on the way home from doing something with the kids like yes we will go through mcdonald's we're not like crazy like we get it like life is crazy yes right and chaotic and and you can't always depend it's obviously never dependable and sometimes you just got to give your kids mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) gotta get that happy meal or whatever and it and you know again it's a balance and i think everything in moderation is mostly fine yeah and and i have even like if i i would rather put sunscreen have sunscreen to put on my kids and not put it on them and have them burn. I don't think a sunburn is good for you either. So if I don't have my homemade sunscreen, I'm going to use whatever sunscreen any, whoever has that's there. Like I, I'm not like uh, super crazy about that. Sherry's kids are Hispanic, so it's a little bit different for her. My kids are like <laughs> European yeah. white. And my kids just don't burn. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so there, it's it depends on you know who you are, and like we said, and there's like definitely a happy, yeah, happy medium, exactly. So like, do what works for you. We're not trying to say like you're a horrible person because you put whatever sunscreen you buy at the store on your kids. Like we get we get it. Like our and our one friend, her kids are like, hi Casey, her kids are uber white and <laughs> uber white, and they like, like we call them transparent. Yeah, and like if she has to use that that. that 50 SPF stuff or they just like burn like she she actually hasn't tried our sunscreen that's that's a good point you haven't tried it Casey <laughs> so um you know whatever where where were we oh so the other things that we make at home beyond sunscreen and bug spray we also make our own soap with our goat milk we make candles we make breads like homemade breads I love making bread it's my jam I love breads okay I love bread carbohydrates are my thing um <laughs> who doesn't love yeah. bread though <laughs> So we make a lot of, well, like, a lot of, like, the keto thing is super, like, I don't know what to call it in right now, but I feel like everyone's on a keto diet or, like, not having bread. And I just, I love bread. And I'm sorry if that's you. It's yeah. very sad. I, I don't know into, how. like, bone broth. And I'm I don't like, know I'm how. eating my French baguette over here. <laughs> like Homemade. Homemade. <laughs> um, we make a lot of medicinal items. So we make a lot of different things, like salves, tonics, tinctures. Elderberry syrup, mm-hmm. fire cider. Yeah. We make so many different things when it comes to that, which I, that's like, I love doing that. I love foraging. I love wildcrafting. So these are all, we're just giving you ideas here, people. We're not trying to be like, these are the things you have to do. We're just giving you ideas to like somewhere to start if you haven't made stuff yourself. We also can. So we do jams and sauces like, you know, spaghetti sauce and we can tomato. We can a bunch of different stuff. So we do a lot of things and we enjoy it. But, you know, we didn't begin with said lots of things right when we first started homesteading Mm -hmm. and if you are just starting out it's important that you balance learning with your sanity with your sanity because you might I mean maybe you have kids maybe you don't maybe a full-time job whatever it is in your day that takes up a lot of it you still have to have time for that and then you also have to have time for obviously your own personal (laughs) self-care and like Shauna said your sanity and so we started you know, I mean, I don't even remember what you started with. It, it was definitely like a slower process. It's a process. gradual process. And then once you start with one thing, you're like, oh, my gosh, that was so easy. I'm going to do this thing. Oh, I, and I'm going to add this thing. And I'm going to add this that's, thing. That's actually a really good point because 
like you almost get like I think before this is all years and years ago but before I started making my own bread I was like scared to try it because I thought it was going to be harder. I was, so I was I was in the middle of writing the blog for the French bread recipe. Uh-huh. That'll be on our blog, FYI, in a few days. Um, anyways, I was in the middle of writing that. And do you know what initially, when I first started making my own bread, initially what scared me was just yeast. I don't know. <laughs> Just the word? Just the word. And I was like, like, I mean, I can't use yeast. I'm not a, I'm not a, like, a professional baker. Like, I can't do that. And then, like, you use it and you realize you just dump the freaking two teaspoons or two tablespoons or whatever the heck into, of yeast, into warm water. It sits there for five minutes and then you put that into your bread batter. And then you're basically done. And then your bread rises and then you need it. And then it rises again and then you bake it. It's just so easy, but it's just so funny what you're initially intimidated by when you first start. And I think, you know, I think it's something to be said, you know, just kind of jumping in and just going for it. Because what's the worst that can happen? What, you have flat bread? Like, I don't know. Or bread that doesn't taste good. I mean, whatever. It just, just go for it and do it. And a lot of these recipes with what we're talking about not just bread but like the cleaning spray i mean oh my gosh it's so easy so easy we're gonna give you the recipe today on yes, our definitely. podcast about the cleaning spray so um it, it again it's really easy it only uses like i mean you can get away with only it's like three steps sorry we are, our kids are in here right now our kids have to at least come in at least one time while we're podcasting to ask us some <laughs> weird question about something that they know that they we would probably just be like, yeah, go ahead. But they're like, you know, we're we are for sure that they need to know about everything that's happening in our lives right now, which we do, we do, we love it. But at the same time, you're just like, damn, can we just have an hour? <laughs> <laughs> like, mom, I want to watch this show. Like, I don't honestly care what show for you're going to watch. It's, it's an I, hour. Like, I don't care. You just want an I really hour. hope you don't have nightmares, but I really, I'm sorry. I just want an hour. I just need an hour. It's okay. Watch what you want. We're good. Yeah. There's like oh a teenager gosh. down there. Ask the teenager if Ask it's okay. Ask the teenager. Teenagers usually have really good, uh, what's the word? I, I don't know. Do they? No. Are, I, are you joking? Yeah, I'm joking. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I don't think they do. Actually, no, my, my boys do. But I don't know. Daya was on our phone. She's like, yeah, yeah I don't care what you exactly. watch. Exactly. <laughs> Ask a teenager. She'll, yeah, exactly. She'll be uh, like, eh, whatever. Um, okay. So, yes, like Sherry was saying, so it is sometimes it's scary to like first try things and you might not even know that you're not trying it because you're scared or you don't want to like, I'm not saying like you're like terrified, like shaking in your boots, but you're just kind of like <laughs> holding yourself back because you've right. never done it before. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go for it. And just it. try it because, and the more you do it, just like anything else, you're going to get better at it. Exactly. And start small, obviously. I think we've talked about it before mm-hmm. when we talked about just starting your homestead in general. But when you're starting with these recipes, homemade stuff, just start with one thing. You don't have to start making all 50 things. You just start one thing at a time. Like the cleaning spray. That would be a great starting point. And that's what we're going to start you off with today. So you're welcome. So for the cleaning spray that we use, and we don't, I do not buy a cleaning spray. I don't purchase one at all. I make this and um, this is what we both of us, Sherry and I both use all the time to disinfect our houses. So all it is is in like a spray bottle. You do one and a quarter cups of water, a quarter cup of white vinegar, and a quarter cup of vodka. So the vodka has to be like the 80 proof, like the good vodka. You know, it has to like do its job because that's the, that's the vodka, the alcohol. It doesn't have to be vodka either, just alcohol. So 80 proof alcohol. You can use rubbing alcohol. It'll smell like more... Um, like hospital. hospital. <laughs> <laughs> or all, it'll smell like a hospital. You're welcome. But um, whatever, you know, floats your boat kind of thing. 
And then, so we add that all together. So I do it in a jar first before I put it in a spray bottle. I put it in a jar and then I add my orange peels and or lemon peels and I put it in a jar in a dark place in my cabinet for like two weeks. And then at the end of the two weeks, you strain out the, the orange peels and lemon peels or just get rid of them, whatever, put them in your compost. And then you um, just put all that into a spray bottle. And then you have a cleaning spray that's disinfectant and it doesn't smell because the orange and will and the lemon, it will come out from the, with the vodka, just like making like a tincture. And you get that beautiful orangey vodka smell. <laughs> And, you know, honestly, if you're short on time, you don't have two weeks to wait, and you're like, I need a cleaning spray today. Yeah, you could still. Just don't use the orange peel and the lemon peel. and They're not needed at all. Mm-mm. It's just to make your cleaning spray smell not just like vodka watered down, I guess. And so, but, you know, it still obviously is a perfectly fine, It's it's it will work, it will disinfect, it'll clean just with the water, the vodka, and the vinegar. And so that's just like that. And so you can add really anything Anything to make that smell like you want it. You could add essential oils, the peels like Shauna suggested, orange. You could do grapefruit peel. You could do lemon peel. It's literally up to you how, however you want your spray to smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I So what I do is during like orange season when we get a bunch of oranges from – we get – my uh, mother-in-law has like a huge orange tree and a lemon tree actually – and she, they're huge. They've been there forever. And so we get a bunch of oranges. And every time somebody eats an orange, I put it in some uh, the, the vinegar. And I usually just put it in some vinegar and, and vodka. Then I add the water later on. So it gets out everything that I want from it. Oh, that's a good tip. Because the, yeah, because just like, like I said, like in a tincture, that vodka and that vinegar is going to pull all of that, those amazing smells and everything from that orange peel and the lemon peels. So just put it in like a mason jar just and then I just start storing them in my cabinet and then I set a little alarm either on my phone or I yell at Alexa and then <laughs> and then um in two weeks it's done and I can strain it out and then you can even save it because it's not going to go bad it's alcohol and vinegar and then you can save all of that into either a larger container of some sort that has a lid because you don't want a bunch of like you know whatever being attracted to it like the fruit flies are attracted to Right. The apple cider. Right. Or even or ants, honestly. Yeah. So everything, um, well, I don't think they'd be attracted to that. But anyways, so you just put it in a jar and then you can leave it and then you can add the water as needed. So I just put it, the water in the spray bottle, then I add the the other, the vinegar and alcohol mixture on top of that. And then I have the cleaning spray throughout the year. Like it, I, literally, I, I will have enough for the whole year if I make enough of it during that season. So it is planning ahead, but like Sherry said, if you don't have time, if you don't want to use the orange peels, you don't have to. Right, exactly. And it's um yeah, it's super cool because it is all homemade. Um and it is, you know, it's completely safe. So if you have like babies crawling around on the floor, like it's not you're not using any kind of chemicals that are going to harm their skin. They can crawl around on it. It is like you don't have to worry about anything. Right. And then you all it's also safe for any household animals that you have in your house. We have That's a good call. we have two Connors, little miniature parrots, and they're very susceptible to getting like ill or even death by chemicals, bleach, and you can't use any of that stuff around them. Mm. And because their lungs are so tiny. Oh. 
and any kind of spray into the air. So, anyways, the cleaning sprays. I don't even think about that. Yeah, it's it's for Wait, birds. We have a lot of animals too. Yeah, and, like and little ones. Inside. Right, like you have to get the guinea pigs, mm-hmm. cats, all that good stuff, and you have the uh, totally cockatiels. Cockatiels. There we go. And then we also have a rabbit inside and all of our cats and stuff. So, yeah, so these these homemade cleaning sprays, they're just so safe. And it's just so nice knowing, like, I can clean wherever, whenever. It's not going to affect my animals. It's not going to affect any little baby humans <laughs> that you have crawling around. It's not going to affect my, any of my other children or you, your, you know, husband, wife, whatever. And so those are always really nice for me personally. I'd much rather make something versus buying some chemical filled cleaner from the store yes um and so um we wanted to give that recipe to you guys because it was easy it is simple some somewhere to start um if you guys already are on a path of like i make my own breads and something like that but you didn't think about making your cleaning spray it's like there you go so easy and then like sherry said you can use it around your animals indoor and outdoor if you're cleaning something outside you can still use that cleaning spray like we said it disinfects you don't have to worry about it um the other thing that we wanted to mention about get basically getting in that mindset of homesteading is um also basically learning not just how to do things inside your home about making things but basically taking care of your animals so instead of having to need somebody to come out and care for your animals sometimes yes you need a vet out but there's a lot of times like there's things that you can do yourself um, and so basically learning how to care for your animals is huge, whether that is learning how to give a shot, learning how to trim your goat's hooves, learning how to um, administer different medicines. Um, give me some other examples. I can't like think of anything. But there's there's lots of different ways where people, you know, they even people take their dogs to get groomed and stuff like that. Le- you can learn how to groom your dogs or cut, trim your goats, you know, shave your goats or share your alpacas there's lots of things that you can learn to do yourself so you don't have to put give somebody else that money yes it again it takes like it's kind of scary to to just like the bread thing you're like kind of you know nervous to learn something like that but once you do it then you're like oh this is really easy and then you can you know potentially save that money that you just be giving to somebody else for no reason right yeah exactly and I was trying to think of other things that we do. I guess it's just like so much in my day that I don't even realize that we do it. Because it's, you know what I mean? Like I don't, what other things that we do to in order that we're actually saving money by doing it ourselves. Yeah. But I can't really think. I mean, we do a lot of vetting our own animals. I mean, I do a ton of even splinting like broken bones. Yeah. We do that all the time. Yeah. One of our chickens just got. It was like the weirdest freaking thing. Okay. So we have these chickens. They're kind of adolescent. They're in a – we have them in an enclosed area because they're just kind of smaller still. They're fully feathered, almost full grown. Anyways, we have branches that we put up in this coop to act as perches for the chicken. You know, they can roost on them, sit there, whatever. So one of these branches has this little like a notch in it, like any normal piece of wood, like just a notch. And – we, my girls were up there. This was, this was actually maybe even last week. And Dea, all of a sudden, my 13-year-old, she comes running down the house and carrying this chicken. And she's explaining how she found this chicken hanging upside down. Her leg, her foot had gotten caught in this notch in the wood. Like, what? How did you even do that? How, why wouldn't you just pulled your foot out? Like, gone the other direction. <laughs> it's like 
so weird. I will literally. Chickens are smart. Ch- <laughs> I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture of the notch I'm talking about. I'm going to post it on our website so you can see how weird it is. Anyways, this poor hen totally messed up her foot. I mean, her leg turned all the way around to the other side. Ouchie. Ouch. Her foot is all mangled. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know how it happened. It's so weird. So anyways, we got popsicle sticks and I used vet wrap and I turned her leg around and splinted her freaking leg and she is now walking on it. She's still splinted and casted, but she is walking. She has a little bit of a limp just because of her cast is kind of like putting her off. But I'm, I am 100%, almost 100% that she's going to make like a full recovery. I'll probably be able to take the splint off in like a couple of weeks and she'll be right as rain. Chickens are amazing at healing though. They're really hardy. They're, they're hardier than people give them They are for. really, really hardy. And it's incredible what we have brought back chickens from. We had a rooster that was like ripped in half by a bobcat. My husband, this was years and years ago, my husband hand fed him like tomatoes and all this stuff. And that chicken fed... It, he lived. Well, <laughs> I went down. It was crazy. I mean, I wish I had taken pictures of him just to post oh, because I know. so many times I'm like, God, I should have taken. It before was crazy. And after pics. Um, but yeah, so so even vetting stuff like that, you know, broken bones. Don't be like afraid. You just again, you just have to kind of do it. And even if you want to say, Hey, my fellow homesteader, I've heard you've splinted some legs, neighbor. Come on over and show me how to do this because my animal needs help and. Really don't have the money or the time or even I, I don't want to call the vet. So we're not telling you not to call the vet, okay? If you need to call the vet, you should call the vet. Definitely. Um, but we are saying that there's a lot of things that you can do yourself that you would call the vet for and they kind of look at you like, are you serious? So, um, <laughs> Especially a homesteader, right? But They're yeah. like, I thought you were a homesteader. What yeah. are you doing So there are me? things that you should be able to or should start learning to do yourself, especially administering medicine and shots. You should not have a vet out every time your animal needs a shot of something. <laughs> yeah, and shot, and you know, maybe we should maybe post some pictures the next time I need to give. I don't know. I mean, I could even do like, like what I learned way back in high school was on a piece of it sounds disgusting but a piece of raw chicken breast yeah i did the same yeah and then and an orange and an orange so the raw chicken the raw chicken is for the intravenous shot so you can lift up the skin basically you you make like a little tent and then you administer the medicine and then the orange is for the intermuscular which you just jab it into their side I so just... and it, i've got to be honest the intermuscular that kind of freaks me out i don't really like to give those nobody likes it if i you, don't if you did i really like... shy away from it i'm like I'm like, you know, here, I don't, whoever, husband, mom, you can go do it. The the intravenous, I, I don't mind doing that at all. It's super easy. Obviously, when you make your tent of skin, just make sure the needle doesn't stick out the other side of the skin. That's bad. Ouchie. You want the medicine going all the way into your gut or whatever <laughs> animal you're doing. shooting it. out, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but it's it's so easy. And I mean, I looking back on it like years and years ago, like 20 years ago, we were still having vets out to do that kind of stuff. Exactly. And I can't believe it looking back. I'm like, oh my gosh, how much would we pay that vet to come give some yeah, stupid dumb shot? Yeah, because your ranch vet, you, you owe them for their price of like coming well, out. Well, and so. they, yeah, they pay you, like our ranch vet charges $90 just to come out, mm-hmm. just to drive to our property. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're terribly far from him. It's just like they have to. He's not like making any kind of amazing money either. So anyways, there's a lot that you can do. Definitely don't be shy to do it. And 
if you want to call someone, one of your friends you know does it, I mean, they can come help you, you know? And that So the other thing about homesteading and getting in the mindset of homesteading, you obviously doing your research and stuff like that, but start becoming friends with homesteaders. We're your friends. Hello. How are you? Um, <laughs> we're here for you. We're here for you. So if you have any questions, you have any comments, and like a legit question about your homestead or your chicken or your goat or whatever or making something you can always comment you can always ask us we love helping people we're not like we're not going to be like we're too busy for you we absolutely will help you so if you have any questions but it's also good to reach out to your local community see who else is a homesteader in your community and become friends with them because um we do a lot of up in our area where we live there's a lot of other homesteaders and lots of like-minded people and we do a lot of um, bartering and trading and things like that so it is good to know people because then you can do seed trades during gardening season and you can trade oh, oh this person has this but you didn't grow it so but I have honey so I can trade you a jar of honey for that and it's just cool to like you know be involved that way in your community like I don't like people and I'm not saying I want to be like besties with like all those people but that's a very nice thing to say I <laughs> I just like I'm not like mom you know how mom's like not like make mom friends with everybody way to go mom way and to be mom. friendly <laughs> Shauna's like ew I don't like people no I like people I just don't want to know them that well <laughs> that means she doesn't like people that's what that means she's just trying to say it nice now <laughs> uh, yeah but we still want to help you <laughs> and honestly like I wouldn't honestly even mind like if anyone has any questions about how to do something specific, like, I don't even mind, like, taking a very short video, posting it to things, you know, and be like, okay, we posted it here, go check it out kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, like, like, you know, how to trim your goat's hooves. Super easy, by the way. And can slightly be a little intimidating when you first start because the goat trimmers are insanely sharp, obviously, since you have to trim a goat's hooves with them. But it's so easy, and once you get the hang of it, I mean, I trim my goat's hose basically every every two weeks, basically. Especially my milkers, they're trimmed all the time because I always have them on the stanchion. Yeah, why not? Exactly, why not? And then the other two, other, the, all the others, I you know trim like you know one here, one there, one there. So, anyways, that kind of thing. Let us know. We're happy to help. You know, really anything at all. And yeah, we're yeah. here. We're here for you guys. Um, if you guys have anything specific that you want us to talk about on here or anything you want us to go over, just let us know. And yeah, I think that's it. And we'll post, um, I know we told you, we gave you the cleaning spray today, but in case you don't want to have to go back and listen to it again, we are going to post that on our blog. So you can look for that there in probably about a week. Yay. Yay for cleaning sprays. (laughs) Um, but other than that, I think that's all we have today. So we will talk to you all next time. Thanks for hanging out with us and happy homesteading. Goodbye.